love this intro. I love how uh, New York City is felt through this traffic noises and uh, just the music itself is so cool. Uh, anyway, it's November 10th, 2018, my second episode of Daily Grind. I have just recorded my first reading segment. I'm reading Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss and providing my commentary, which I hope nobody's going to care for. So today, uh, again, it's a daily podcast. So my my therapy, uh, it's for me. This is how I you know, set everything straight before I start talking. Uh, this is for me, and uh, I'm just basically reflecting on today. Uh, and it's, it's not, I mean, today hasn't finished yet, but uh, I already have stuff to talk about. It's weekend, it's Saturday. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is this my new addiction. Uh, number one, my new addiction. Waking up at 5 a.m. to see the big water. That's how I call it. Uh, because just, you see, waking up at 5 a.m., it's not a big problem, but uh, it takes, you know, it takes a lot of guts to keep that happening for most people. Not for me, though, surprisingly. I didn't, I didn't know I, you know, I was capable of doing this. But for those who don't know uh, how I came up with this uh, is I watched one of the latest episodes by Casey Neistat, who I consider my YouTube mentor, a person who never heard about me and we've never met in person. But again, like he mentions in his videos, amazing videos, is that uh, well, his wife learns more about him from his videos than from personal conversations they've had. And this is exactly, you know, how I feel about him too. And that's how it should be because only through your own content that you create, that you, uh, where you are able to be you and you have all the time and freedom in the world to express your real thoughts, that's how you find out who you are and other people can too because conversations are usually biased and usually circumstances affect how you're going to respond to certain things. You look at, at you know the person that you talk to or if you have a big audience like you are terrified by those uh, flashlights and the noise and how not, you know how not to screw things up and stuff like that. Here it's just you and you and there's nothing intimidating about this because it's in your head. And uh, I think it's great. And he shot an episode with Jucka Willink, who was an ex-Navy SEAL, who wrote a book, um, Extreme Ownership, which I'm yet to read, but I suspect it's amazing. And one of the things there is that you actually need to restructure your day correctly in order to become successful and productive. Uh, and one of the simple things is that you just go to bed at, at 11 p.m. and uh, you wake up at 5-ish. Uh, that's it. Just six hours of sleep, right? For most people, it's 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 more than enough. And I, I've been trying this for a while now, and I'm addicted. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Joko. I'm addicted. I can't see myself waking up at 8 or 7.30. That's too late for me now. Why? Because I, oh, I mean, not just because... Uh, I wake up at five and something starts happening immediately. No, I make things happen. And I really experience this magic of having this time for you. So just, just, just you and you again, 
It's just time to yourself completely. So from five until the baby wakes up and until uh, till my wife wakes up, like you have two, three, sometimes four hours of uninterrupted life. Four hours of uninterrupted life? I mean, can you afford something like that during your day? You can't afford even 10 minutes of an interrupted, I don't know, poop or, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I go into graphic details here, but you can't afford any, any uninterrupted life at all once you wake up with everyone else. And that's magic. So, but I, I upped the game for me. I call it wake up at 5 a.m. to see the big water. And well, of course, it's not going to uh, work in like every city in the world, but uh, we've always been, me and my wife, we've always been really fanatically uh, attached to water. So we, it's either East Coast or West Coast for us. We can't, I mean, obviously we've spent a lot of time in Dallas and Texas, but uh, boy, did we miss uh, Pacific Ocean and Atlantic Ocean. So I need to see the water. Okay, and I need to feel that water is somewhere nearby um, because it's just a different kind of energy, I guess. Maybe it absorbs bad energy and gives you positive energy back or something. But I thought that I loved mountains better than water. Turns out I love water better, better than anything else. So I need to have water in the city where I live in. And well, luckily, we do have it here. Anyway, uh, waking up at 5 a.m. to see the big water was amazing today again. Uh, had a run, uh, always try to run. I'm not a runner, really. I'm not, you know, that type of person, but I make myself run, okay? I run, stop, uh, walk, run a little more, jog a little more, my heart is pumping, oh, I can't. Well, I walk, I walk fast, I run again. So those are like intervals. Uh, from uh, If you shoot a video of me running in the morning, I think it would probably look like you're shooting some disabled uh, alien who just landed on Earth after spending, you know, 10 years uh, in in the space, uh, and uh, he's trying to learn how to how this legs thing works. So this is exactly me in the morning because I I'm not again I'm not a runner. I don't know how to run properly. I just push myself whenever I feel like okay I got five more percent. Okay, now I'm down to zero again. I can't run. My heart is pumping so fast. Uh, I need to, to to take a break, but I never stop. I still keep keep go, keep going. But it looks pretty damn ridiculous, I think, from the side, especially the people who run every day for like 10 years. They look at me like, what the hell is going on with this person? But again, I don't care because uh, I just, you know, just love this, uh, the process. So... My, I noticed that a lot of people, uh, they run with music on, uh, with their headsets and headphones on, AirPods, whatever, all those fancy names come up for simple uh, device that we all know of. But uh, I never really liked the idea of running, listening to music because music has this certain beat certain tempo and then you have a different tempo and then i always uh get out of sync and when i get out of sync my breath get out of sync too and i just can't make it work and i know there is like this put if spotify has some uh automatic adjustments 
based on your tempo, but my tempo is just so, uh, it's just so crazy. Uh, and it's so inconsistent that I think Spotify will fail to provide the right track for this. Well, actually, jazz could probably work. Some experimental jazz. Uh, but instead, uh, like I mentioned in one, one of my uh, earlier video episodes, I gave up radio. I gave up listening to radio. And eventually I gave up listening to music too. Uh, because I decided that if I have time uh, to listen to something at all, for example, if I'm driving in the car or running in the morning or walking, if I have time to put those things into my ears and consume some content, uh, I might as well make that content work for me. So I decided to turn to podcasts. And luckily, the one podcast that I found almost immediately and I'm listening to exclusively now. I don't listen to any other podcast. Just this one. It's called 20 Minute VC by Harry Stubbings. And uh, this dude is amazing. His, uh, he was the youngest venture capitalist in the world at the time. And uh, he interviews just interviews co-founders, founders, and venture capitalists. Uh, all leaders all uh, from all leading companies. All amazing people who are super successful. And they share real insights and real stuff. So it's it's super value, uh, not just, you know, your raffinated press release stuff, but really super, super value. And that's what I listen to instead of music. So I can hear me breathing uh, and I can concentrate in that without really losing the storyline. And I can still learn from the greatest of the world while doing the thing that I love doing in the morning. So I find it a really, really cool thing. Now, number three. Uh, weekend anticipation versus creation. Again, when I was there uh, today, the pier, looking at the water, the waves crashing in, I I was thinking that I'm here and there are like 20 more people just at the beach uh, spread out. And when you come here during the day, for example, like if you come at 1 a.m., uh, I'm sorry, 1 p.m. and the weather is nice, then you'll see, you know, you will think that you will see the entire city because there are so many people, so many businesses open and stuff like that. And now it's just 20 of us. And that's exactly what differentiates uh, hardcore entrepreneurs from, uh, well, employees or people with low ambition or people who make excuses. Uh, it's, you don't have to, like, like Gary Vee suggests, like you have to be hustling 24 seven because someone else there outperforms you right now and is busting his or her ass uh, out to to drown you and to steal your business. That's partially true, but really pushing yourself that hard is also unhealthy. Uh, what I suggest uh, you do, I mean me, uh, what I suggested to myself is that you don't really have to push yourself in an unnatural way because it's pushing you in an unnatural way constantly uh, creating new reasons to do it, it's not going to end well. You, I mean, your mind will just block things uh, eventually. But you have to find natural ways and natural explanations so, you know, that you can live with. And one of the natural explanations for me was that uh, I'm a very competitive person and I can't, uh, I can't be hustling 24-7 uh, when I don't know who my competitors are. 
But now, being at that beach with those 20 people, I understand that uh, on weekends, most people uh, get off the grid. They just opt out, right? And I believe in the great energy, uh, the greatest energy, the divine energy, whatever. Not God, uh, not talking about God, but I'm talking about people's energy, uh, success energy, the energy of money, whatever. Um, in bigger cities, you can feel it very sharply. Uh, and let's say there is 100% of energy. And then on weekends, you know that it's a guaranteed thing. It happens every week on Saturday and Sunday. 80, at least 80% of, of the population, for example, here, uh, of New York City opts out. You know that they're not going to work. You know that they're not going to uh, research. You know that they're, they're not going to shoot vlogs. You know that they're not going to uh, write applications. You know that they're not going to write business plans. You know that they're not going to send messages to venture capitalists or uh, potential employers or employees and stuff like that. You know that they opted out. And that alone gives you so such an incredible advantage and an opportunity to uh, to have the upper hand. And if you don't use that, then that's on you. But if you do use that, you have a chance to maximize your effort tremendously. You have the chance to just basically outperform 80% of New York City just by doing something for two hours on the weekend. Imagine that. And if you calculate that, you know, if you look at a bigger scale, uh, how many weekends you have per year? Well, it's four weekends per month and it's 12 months. Oh, let's say you have about 60 weekends, right? 60 weekends by two hours, that's 120 hours. So you can accomplish 120, at least 120 hours more of something than the entire, uh, well, let's see, the 80 or 90% of New York City. That sounds pretty damn awesome if you can do it. All you need to do is figure out what exactly that thing is and go do it. So I figured that out. Like I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and I will see fruits of those actions sooner or later. I know that because it's a guarantee. It's mathematics. It's how numbers work. Anyway, uh, so that's why I, uh, we all anticipate weekend coming, but we all anticipate that weekend for different reasons. I'm a, I anticipate weekend and I'm excited about the weekend because I know that I'll be working on me on my weekend. Not just working, of course, but I will be working for sure. It's not that I'm waiting for the weekend to finally relax and get some rest and maybe sleep till 11 and have that pizza that I was craving all the time. Well, actually, that's not true because I don't crave pizza ever. I'm not a true New Yorker then because, I don't know, it's just not my thing, kind of. I crave, what do I crave, really? I mean, I, I crave... Uninterrupted free time, that's for sure. But it sounds really boring. Doesn't sound like fun. Well, I crave creating music. I crave uh, racing cars. I mean, I crave experiences for the most part, not food or drinks or something. I, I'm really... Um, I used to be a slave of food, I think, in a way, when I was uh, really thinking or looking forward to a new place opening, especially when we used to live in downtown LA with my wife. Uh, and when we were younger, like I was... The, the whole thing, right? And that's how the entire city lives, at least that part. Uh, I know a lot of people in New York 
uh, feel the same way. A lot of people in Dallas uh, like to show off just and uh, claim that Dallas has more restaurants per capita than any other city. And, and it's true. Uh, it's just the quality of the restaurants. Is, <laughs> it's pretty different from any other bigger city. Uh, but they do have amazing places over there. I love Texas. Um, anyway, my mom is in Spain. Uh, she's in Spain right now. She's traveling. And this is just a small remark that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of mentors and just other successful people that love to talk about gratitude and positive energy and all that stuff. And I, I feel like a lot of people can't really reflect on their lives, can't, can't really resemble that stuff in their lives. Like they understand that they need to be grateful, but to actually wake up being grateful and then going out and being grateful and coming back home and being grateful and just keeping that uh, emotion at the same level, I think it's pretty impossible. Um, I mean, at least to me, it's impossible. Uh, I know there are a lot of naturally positive people, but not everyone is like that. Um, why I'm bringing up my mom here is that um, she just sent me a text a couple of days ago that she's in Spain, she's traveling, here's the picture of this old building, here's another picture of an old building. They're all pretty uh, pretty and lame at the same time because, I mean, really, I never know what to respond when I see an old building on the picture sent to me uh, that I'm looking at on a tiny screen. I guess I have to say, wow, or great, but I'm, you know, I'm not a pretender. I can't. <laughs> I simply can't. So I just texted back like, hey, stop sending me those old old building pictures. Just send me send me something real. Send me, you know, a picture of you or, or video or something or, you know, just describe everything in words. Uh, this way I can travel with you in the way. Anyway, the, 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 the idea here is that when I was receiving that tag, when I was reading that text from her, it was really kind of cool because my mom is in Spain. She's traveling by her, well, she's with a, with, with a friend, but it's still, it's kind of a cool feeling. Like that's the foundation really part of the foundation like for example when I'm at home and I'm working or I'm reading or something I need time for myself but then I know that in that room next to me or somewhere in the house there's my wife that I love so much there's my kid that I love so much stuff is being taken care of like life's going on but our life is organized it's well organized and like my mom's autonomously traveling somewhere and she's fine and she's alive she's out there and I'm sorry for, you know, for, for those who've lost a lot of people who are close to them. I have to, of course, uh, but we all have our own deep holes in our hearts. Uh, I'm just saying that if you really want to be grateful, like there are really small things around you that could provide you that feeling, like a reason for those, you know, for the, for that feeling. And it's, it's not hard. Like you don't have to really dig deep into your, into your heart, into your soul, into your mind, looking for that gratitude that Gary Vaynerchuk is talking about or Tony Robbins is talking about all the time. Why are they so positive? How can they be so grateful all the time? Well, guys, I mean, they just have the system. Like they have figured out the system and they have created this, uh, you know, the, the algorithm for their lives. But it, it's, it's an algorithm for their lives. You have to find your own. Don't ever copy anyone. 
it's like the other day I was looking at an ad uh, somewhere on Facebook. It was a guy who, uh, again, I, I started my podcast and the other day, just the next day, Google already is showing me an ad on how to promote your podcast. It's amazing. Like they read and understand everything we do. But that's a separate topic. The point is that guy was advertising his service uh, or webinar or something where he explains how to promote a podcast. Okay. Uh, but then that was a phrase that set me off. The phrase was, I've become really successful at this and anyone, including you, can copy my success and become successful too. And that's something that just, I mean, I can't live with because I never copied anyone's success. I was never trying to. I know that that's a dead end. Like that's a path to nowhere, trying to copy someone's success. Like all you need to do is just to look at that person and see, okay, that's possible, great. How did you do it? Okay, this way. All right, is this the same timing today? Probably not. Many of the things that he did will not work today. But some of those things, well, okay, I'll try those things. That's it. Uh, just becoming that person and trying to become that person and trying to do what that person did is pretty crazy when, when you try to do that. That's not a... I mean, why would you ever want to waste your life, your unique one life, on becoming someone else? Isn't it more fun and... Uh, exciting to try to figure out who you are and what you're capable of. I mean, after all, that's that's what the journey is about, just to figure out who the hell you are. I mean, you, you think you know who you are? Well, great. You're probably mistaken because until you reach that high point, uh, which I'm not sure if, you know, if it even exists, and that's, that's what's fun about humans. Um, if there is a high point somewhere, like you got to be working hard to get to that point because... I mean, what's the point then in living, I guess, or in being you, if you're not really, uh, it's like getting a, you know, I don't know, a fight jet, like an F-15 or something, and then use it to get groceries from a local mom and pop store. Just, you know, you get your uniform on, helmet, everything, you get into your jet, like everyone says, bye, good luck, son, go get them. And then you're turning on the engine and just slowly rolling down the street to the grocery store. And then just get out, you buy groceries, you put them back into the jet, you get back into the cabin, you turn around, then you get back up the street, like, I don't know, 300 yards or something. And then you park next to your house and you go back into the house. If that's your life, if that's how you see you, like you feel like you're comfortable, I mean, that's totally not me. I mean, it, um, I, I live in a total discomfort all the time. I'm in a, I'm in a very discomforting place. Like I'm not comfortable at all, all the time. And I guess that's what I love about my life in a way. Of course I want to chill sometimes, but I'm, I guess you have to find, you know, some balance. Like you have to chill and then you have to be, be, be discomforted again. But the point is I get I get really sad and I, I, and I start feeling sick and bad when I'm feeling too much comfort. It's just, you know, it's just like, okay, so we've stopped here. We've enjoyed this. Okay, now, now what? Well, you can just stay and enjoy, right? Well, not for me. I mean, I, I need to I need to go further. I need to go forward. It's not that I'm, you know, like um, restless or something. No, I don't have that in me. It's just that I'm curious. I'm curious, what else am I capable of? What else can I can I do? How else can I tackle the problem? And 
if everything is down, everything is so bad in your life, I think that's the greatest point, really. I mean, unless you're dying, then obviously it's sad. And well, you still have some time, obviously, but we all gonna be there. So there's no, there's no reason to be like super sad about someone else going out because you will be going out soon too. It's, you know, it's always fascinating to me how a lot of people start, you know, virtually mourning about someone who they don't even know when they see a story on someone who, for example, got cancer at 40, 41 or something. Obviously it's sad and we're all sad because that person is going too soon. But I mean, you will be there too. Me too. Like we, we all are gonna be there. It's not like we're mourning. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. I wish he lived forever like us. No, we're all, we're all gonna be there. And that's, that's exactly why I feel this fire under my butt that, you know, I need to get out and explore more of me, more of not just this life. I mean, this life can be explored through a book called Encyclopedia. Uh, but me, there is no encyclopedia for me except anatomy, but I'm pretty aware of that. Anyway, my mom's in Spain and I'm grateful that she's alive, she's well, and she can do it. And I can live here and uh, be with my family and enjoy her photos of old buildings that I don't care for. Okay. Um, now, one of the last things, well, actually the last thing that I want to talk about today are those classes for kids that I'm sure if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Classes, different groups and stuff like that. They, they drive me crazy. They drive me nuts. Uh, I'm not even sure, you know, if I want to talk about this for one more minute, but I'm just going to give you a clip. So to get you back to the reality, <laughs> a clip that I shot uh, just in eight seconds or five seconds of our group and how it sounds. Uh, but I'm just saying that classes for kids drive me nuts. Just the sheer, uh, I don't know, insanity that that just happens there. I don't know why people do it and why they think it's good for their kids. And I, I would love to hear from a sociologist, psychologist who works with kids, if those people scientifically actually agree that those groups matter and do something good for your kids. Because we all hear those words, socialization, like they need to be um, taught how to interact with other kids and stuff. But they do on playgrounds outside, you know, when they meet people in the street, like we all do. Like we're, when we're adults, not everyone goes to the office. Like I don't go to the office to, to sit in the cubicle or to chat about football, uh, you know, in the kitchen. And I'm doing just fine. I don't feel alienated or, I don't know, awkward. I'm feeling just fine meeting other people. And uh, I just meet them selectively in situations that I pick. And if we're both comfortable, then that's the best of the two worlds. But with kids, it just feels like you're pushing your kid into this cramped room uh, filled with yelling, crying, and kicking kids. And somehow it's supposed to be good for, for your kid because somehow that imitates what adult life or, I don't know, problems or challenges in the childhood or his youth or her youth. I'm not sure, actually. So um, this is kind of a tradition now, right? But I would really love to hear from some scientific people if there's any background to this, if it's really valuable and if it's really, you know, something that 
is not making our kids crazy in the end, but actually is helping them. All right, that's uh, it for today. Here's the clip. And uh, thank you so much for being out there in the light or in the dark if you're out there. If not, well, I thank myself for this awesome podcast. And, uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.